0: Well, now uh, we'll look at a story that happened yesterday. A group of Conservative Party of Canada MPs met with some of some people planning protests in Ottawa this summer, including on July the 1st for Canada Day. They included organizers of the Freedom Convoy uh, that occupied downtown streets in Ottawa earlier this year. Among the group was James Topp. He's a veteran. You may have heard of him uh, marching across the country to protest against the remaining vaccine mandates. He came in for this occasion. Then he'll resume his trek, as well as a former uh, Donald Trump advisor, Paul Alexander, and a former Ottawa blockade spokesperson, Tom Marazzo. Here's some of what was said during a meeting with conservative MPs. The first voice you'll hear is Marazzo, and then Saskatchewan conservative MP, Jeremy Patzer. We need help. We need to rebalance where we are politically in this country in terms of we need a partnership with the government. We need it. It's It's getting critical. James has been to a civil war. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen here, but there's a lot of similarities that are, you know, pre, pre-civil wars around the globe. If you look at your history, we don't want that here. We're we're going down a very dark path in this country, and uh, we need help, and we need you guys.
1: The reality is there's one political party that has been represented around this table here today. There's one political party that has stood up in the House of Commons from before the last election, last federal election, and stood up and, and spoke... On the position that you guys are here with today you do have allies you've had allies all along
0: well you know we're not headed towards a civil war uh we aren't if you read your history we're nothing like a country headed towards a civil war so that's just plain bunk but uh everyone is entitled to an opinion to some extent and certainly um you know in the case of uh, of uh, of james top you know he has uh he's on a mission and uh you know, he was—he did meet with conservative MPs yesterday in Ottawa. Meantime, a leaked intelligence report says officials are worried about the so-called freedom convoy heading back to Ottawa next week. Investigative journalist Justin Ling has been someone who's been doing a lot of reporting on this, on all aspects of it, on the various groups within the anti-mandate freedom convoy movement, including uh, those who uh, participated in the blockade in Ottawa. He's also the author of the Bug-Eyed and Shameless newsletter. We thought he would get his thoughts on what's been unfolding uh, around in and around Parliament of late and what we can expect coming next week on Canada Day. And he joins me now from Montreal. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. So, how to make sense then of this uh, of this event on Parliament Hill yesterday? Who was there, and what were they doing?
1: Yeah, so it it was sort of a a who's who of folks who have been involved with the convoy and the occupation from from the get go, as well as a a new a new figure who has become kind of the new um, rallying point for a whole bunch of, of these organizations. So. You have a guy named James Top. He is a veteran, a, a former reservist. Now of the Canadian Armed Forces, he's in the process of being released. He has been running across the country from Vancouver to ottawa for the past several months uh, in protest of vaccine mandates and protest of how the convoy and the occupation of ottawa w- were handled um and and you know he's he's a you know honestly in the grand scheme of things a, a relatively reputable guy i mean he has not one, one of those guys who's been calling for the overthrow of the government he has been keeping his message pretty strictly to uh removing these vaccine mandates But here's the catch. The people who have surrounded him have less kind of altruistic games. He's being supported by anti-vaccine group Vaccine Choice Canada. He's being uh, endorsed and and promoted um, by a number of sort of more radical elements. He's appeared on the podcast of a a group called Diagalon that has had ties to guys arrested and alleged to be running or planning a terror plot. So not everyone around him is great. The two guys who joined him on Parliament Hill yesterday – um, was it was a guy named Tom Marazzo, uh, one of the former spokespeople for the occupation, a guy who in recent months has called for the Prime Minister to be arrested and tried for treason or attempted murder or something. Uh, and then next to him was Paul Alexander, a former advisor to the Trump administration <clears throat> who got run out of the White House uh, because uh, he was advocating for a herd immunity policy in 2020 that other experts said would have killed millions of people. Since then, he's been promoting absolute junk science, but the pandemic. He has opposed PCR testing, masks, social distancing, and of course, vaccines. He has peddled the completely debunked idea that vaccines have killed scores of people, uh, and has uh, almost most worryingly been advocating for a sort of tribunal to be set up to prosecute uh, anyone who's promoted vaccines, from mayors to public health officials to the prime minister, ministers, and premiers. Uh, So this is a motley crew of weirdos, to be honest with you, and yet they have found constituency in the Conservative Party of Canada.
0: Yeah, because they were welcomed um, on the Hill yesterday. What was the purpose of the visit? I guess they're getting ready for uh, July the 1st.
1: So I, I was told by a Conservative member of Parliament that the invite had come from James Top specifically. Uh, I know a couple of MPs showed up hoping to shake, shake James Top's hand, which is, you know, f- fine, I think, in the grand scheme of things. Veteran guy who ran across the country, even if you don't support his aims. When those MPs arrived, suddenly they saw Tom Marazzo and this... Dr. Paul Alexander and thought, "Whoa, hang on! This is this is not what I was promised." I know a couple of them; those MPs showed up, shook his hand, took off. Um, several stuck around, started hearing, you know, Dr. Alexander espouse all of this quack science, got up and left. But a number of MPs stayed, somewhere in the ballpark of 10 to 12 MPs over two different sessions, sat in that room and listened to Paul Alexander uh, you know, wax philosophical about how vaccines are killing children and how we need to save the children by kind of preventing these vaccines from being administered. Um, so the fact that they, and then they sat there and at the end lauded the men for their bravery and courage and smarts and intellect and so on and so forth. Um, one MP Jeremy Patster, uh, even said, you know, we've always had You've always had people with you. We're with you now. Um, so just completely bewildering. And, and you know, yesterday's meeting kicked off a three-day conference that continues today uh, and featured a number of quack doctors um, saying things like the vaccines are the most dangerous therapeutic that's ever been given in humanity. Just complete bug-eyed nonsense. This is all kind of gearing up toward more rallies and events around Canada Day. June 30th is July 1st where we don't really know what's going to happen. They haven't really given us the whole itinerary. We know there's going to be a rally at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at the National War Memorial. What exactly is it going to look like? We don't quite know.
0: Um, some of the, I mean, obviously there's nothing wrong with inviting people onto Parliament Hill, provided they're, you know, <laughs> provided they're not a, an imminent danger. Uh, but there were words being thrown around by Tom Morasso yesterday, including, you know, about uh, about sort of James had been to, to civil war. I think he was referring to James Topp and, you know, needing a partnership with the government and so on. I'm not saying that's happened here, but there are a lot of similarities. If you've seen other civil wars around the world, that's some pretty to speak those words in the houses of parliament, or at least on the, in the parliamentary precinct, that's that's some pretty shocking stuff. And for MPs to sit there and listen to it and then laud it is is also pretty shocking.
1: Oh, it's and 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 Tom Morazzo does this thing where he says these outlandish things and then claims that he was misinterpreted during the pandemic or sorry during the occupation. Um, he said, you know, if the prime minister won't meet with us, we'll form a coalition with the Conservatives and the NDP and the others, and we'll deal with it that way. Well, people naturally went, you don't get to decide who governs. You don't get to go around the, the, the elected government of the day. And then he threw his hands up and, go, and went, oh, I was being misquoted. I was being misquoted. Poor me. The mainstream media is so evil, so bad. Um, same thing yesterday. I mean, he sat there and said, well, you know, we could be heading towards a civil war, and we're the ones who want to prevent that. Well, of course, that's a ludicrous statement. You know, the, 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 the only thing standing between us and a civil war is not this band of anti-vaxxers. What an offensive statement. And what's more, you know, Morazzo has a, has a history of these out. Landish and offensive and dangerous comments. Let me let me read you a couple from January twelfth of this year. They um, called the prime minister a racist, misogynist, pedophile. Um, you know, in another one, he says. Um, you know the prime minister needs is a pure criminal that need to, needs to be tried for treason. In another one, also from January, uh, I want Trudeau and Comrade Ford, you know Doug Ford and the rest of them. I hope they're criminally charged with conspiracy to commit murder. This is not a guy who keeps getting taken out of context. This is a guy who says outlandish, inflammatory, dangerous, and extremist things. And now he's been welcomed into Parliament to chat with our elected representatives as though he's he's you know a, an expert or an official or someone with stature. It's obscene. You know, think back to just prior to when the the convoy arrived in Ottawa. Um, Aaron O'Toole is still leader of the Conservative Party, and he holds a press conference and I and he announces he's going to meet. You know, this shocked everyone because previously he's disavowed the, the the convoy. He says he's going to meet with some of the truckers, maybe the organizers. I said to him, I said, "What are you thinking?" You know, I, I rattled off the things that these people have have stood in support of and with the things they've said, and said, you know, "What are you thinking?" Meeting with them, and he sort of threw his hands up. And said, well, no, no, I, I won't meet with the, I won't meet with the crazy ones. But we've we've seen clearly how incompetent these the conservative party is, at least these conservatives are, in terms of figuring out who the crazy ones and who who aren't, because they keep inviting in these. Absolute yahoos you know I, again I think James Topp, you can make the case that a one-on-one meeting with him is, is a totally reasonable uh, and appropriate thing to do I, I'm willing to entertain that but Tom Morazzo has said truly extremist things and Paul Alexander is one of the most influential anti-vaccine influencers online and in the real world what these MPs were thinking doing this it, it is beyond me I can't believe I can't believe this is where we're at I can't believe we've learned nothing.
0: I'm speaking this half hour with freelance investigative journalist Justin Ling, who is responsible for the bug-eyed and shameless newsletter as well. We're talking about uh, just some of the uh, the things that are being planned for July the 1st. There's certainly uh, the Canada Day celebrations going on in Ottawa, but also lots of those who rallied around the uh, occupation, around the trucker convoy uh, back in the winter are also expected to return. Uh, These aren't the same people we were just talking about, uh, Justin, but there is concerns uh, you've been saying or you've been reporting uh, from security agencies about those who may be there on July the 1st about uh, about some of what they've been hearing and some of the chatter they've been listening to over the past while.
1: Yeah, that's right. So you know, there there is a I guess insofar as it's you know a, a mainstream, but there's a sort of more establishment wing to the you know the current anti-vaccine sort of pro-convoy movement, and, and that is you know as much as I, th- I think some of their comments are obscene and dangerous. You know, Tom Marazzo, Paul Alexander form that sort of establishment movement. Um, I think like I said, their views are dangerous. You know, their, their, their comments, their their verbiage is dangerous. Their views are obscene. But they are not a threat to the country I mean these people still I I think it's quite clear believe in peaceful protest maybe you know believe in a legal protest like we've seen during the convoy but I don't think they're a threat to the country and I, I think based on intelligence assessments I've seen neither does the Canadian government and I think that's pretty fair I mean these people might want to um, cause headaches they they, they they might represent a deeply conspiratorial anti-scientific movement in this country but you know they're not about and they, and they may well, well want <laughs> to, to process Prosecute the prime minister for treason, but you know they're not going to uh, storm parliament to make that happen. At least I have not seen indication of that thus far. But what we're starting to see is an element in this movement that are t- that is tired of the peaceful protest, that is tired of doing things the quote-unquote proper way, that wants to look at. You know how they can effectuate the change they want uh, without you know the constant press conferences and, and and you know the the protests and the rallies that seem to go nowhere. And to that end, you started to see one figure um, whose name is Marcus Ray pop out of the the melee. He is you know was not he was part of the occupation but hardly a name anyone recognized. Um, you know his 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 background is in motivational speaking. He used to be a male exotic dancer and wrote a book about it and as kind of toured talking about his life going from stripping into, you know, kind of what he does now. Um, But in the last couple of months, we've seen him crisscrossing the country, speaking to relatively big crowds and garnering a really sizable social media following, promising that the end of peaceful protest is here and that it's time to um, stand up and not back down and and force change. I mean, he's talking about a plan for June 30th, um, July 1st, to walk into a courthouse backed by, what he says, 5,000 ex-military and ex-police officers and present a case to the, the court that he will, I guess, kind of hold hostage um, and and you know, basically effectuate the removal of the government.
0: And as you mentioned, uh, security authorities, the security officials at least are well aware of it and paying attention. Uh, Justin, you've been covering this for so long. How do you cut through Who's OK and who's not OK? I mean, because it's tough. You, you, you believe in people's legitimate um, right to protest and their right to make their opinions heard, even if you disagree with them or you think they're they're dangerous. But at the same time, you, you know that there is there is that fine line. And sometimes it's really hard to tell where it is in this one.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I I think it's really important to to listen to what people say about what they want to do. Um to to cross-check that with what they've said in the past, what they've said privately, what they've said, you know, in, in rooms that are kind of just made for their supporters because some of these folks have a bad habit for, you know, standing in front of TV cameras and saying, "I have never supported, you know, trying the Prime Minister for treason." But if you go and look at their Twitter feed or their Facebook posts or a podcast they did with, you know, uh, you know, like-minded individuals, they're sitting there saying, "I want to try the Prime Minister for treason." So, you know, it's important To kind of do both, to actually dig Into their past, to listen, but also to listen to what they're Saying. Um, It's important to look at Their capacity and look at, you know, whether Or not they're saying these things Out of frustration, whether they're trolling Or whether they're being very, very earnest. It's important To look at kind of what their following is Like. Are people listening to them, or Are they sort of, you know, inflating Their credentials a bit? There are people involved In this movement who are incredibly Genuine. There are individuals who are taking advantage Of it, who have long Wanted to organize, um, you know, an anti-government movement who probably have extremist tendencies. In some cases, literally launching a, a terror attack. Uh, and there are individuals here who want to make money and get famous. I mean, there are always you know are so there's a there's a lot of different motivations happening here. And and then of course there's people, many many people who have you know experienced a really tough two years like all of us have, who've experienced loss in their own lives. I've spoken to these people. In some cases, it's suicide. Side. In some cases, it's death because of COVID. In some cases, it's be, they, it's because they couldn't visit a loved one because of COVID rules, and have left the you know or left the pandemic, or you know have gotten to today, really frustrated and angry, and and you know who desperately want things to never go back to that place again. And they blame the government. They've listened to these, these other influencers online and and they've taken they've internalized the message that it's the government's fault, so that everything can be fixed if only Trudeau was not in power or if only, you know, vaccine passports were banned forever. And you know, it's hard to really chide those people you know i think they're wrong and all i can kind of do is is try and convince them they're wrong and and you know to say that these people probably shouldn't be making federal policy but you know i don't think they should be locked up i don't think they should be you know necessarily fined unless they're you know they're committing other acts you know I, i don't think these people are a danger to the country i don't think um you know they should be ostracized um but it's we're in a really tough spot because the leaders of this movement are increasingly telling them that the only way to to effectuate changes to you know do away with the media you know go to go to war against the liberal party of canada you know uh, go occupy the streets never back down and and we're getting to a spot where there there won't be a place where we can have an intelligent conversation there won't be a place where we can do outreach and de-radicalize and, and de-indoctrinate these people we're at a spot now where a line is being drawn and i'm really deeply worried about what happens after that
0: justin ling thank you so much for your time tonight i appreciate it
1: thanks for having me